I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help uh, with Matt Bronger, the only advice uh, podcast in the world. The rest can fucking eat their own dicks. Guys, that's not a cool thing to say, but why not? It's true. Um, thanks for all the nice reviews and for all the support. Tell your friends and call in uh, if you can. 323-763-0228. I have um, my big little brother on the show today, a man who at this point, Maybe needs some introduction, introduction, but I don't. Not to the people that matter. Please welcome the sweet Portland Prince, Ian Carmel. Hello. Hi, Thank buddy. You. Thank you for that. I'll take. I'll take like a sprinkling of introduction. Sweet Portland Prince is all I need. <laughs> and I'm wearing a little bit of purple, uh, you know, just to mm-hmm. just to sort of suit the role today. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Uh, are you in your new home? I'm in my new home. I'm reclining as though it were Passover, and I'm in my new home. <laughs> you did it. You did. The, I, you did the big thing. I did it. I bought. I bought a house. I'm. I'm in that house, and uh, I have no joke. Been to Home Depot three times this week. That's how it works. I just. I don't even go. I wake up there. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I just come to in aisle 16 of Home Depot mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and wander home with buckets of screws. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Cause it's, it's, it's all on you. It's not gone are the days where you call a landlord that doesn't respond, you know? No. <laughs> Instead, I'm the one not responding to my own very urgent needs. And it's, it's perfect. I understand my landlord more than ever. It's like when you get older and you like start to see your parents as people and not just like, Right, mom right. Mom and dad. It's mm-hmm. it's like that now with landlords where I'm like, oh, yeah, I understand why they didn't want to come over and, like, fix that plumbing. It's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I mean, have you ever had, like, a, a, a straight-up slumlord that just wouldn't, wouldn't do anything? I've had, yeah. I had one when I lived in, early on in Portland, when I lived on Clinton, 14th and Clinton. Oh, Street, yeah. Uh, in, like, a total, like, party house kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this dude, Shane was his name, I remember. And it was, like... There was a mutual loathing between the two of us. We hated him. He hated us, but he never kicked us out. It was the, he, like we had parties where the cops came once a month and he was always just like, God, you guys, you can't do that. And then we were like, all right. And the, but then like the house would leak just like in general. Sure. You know, it was like that kind of thing. Yeah, we had my, my first like real apartment in Chicago with um, with 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 uh, my buddy Brian there, they were, it was definitely like a place like the guy, these guys had bought the whole building and they were like redoing the other floors. Like, oh yeah. There two above me, actually maybe just one, but I remember one day, like, and it, the apartment was fine. It was kind of in a shitty neighborhood. Now it's blown out and very expensive, but like, of course, yeah. yes. But like, I, I remember coming out of the shower and just, just this fucking scr- explosively scratching sound they were sandblasting the outside of the building, but it was so porous, the sand was going into my apartment. Oh my like, God. In like a mist. Like, not like I can't, like a sandstorm, like I can't see, but just like, wait, wait, you know? And so I got out of the shower and my hair was this long, like my shoulders at that time, wet. Yeah. It's all just fucking clumped with dirt from the, and I'm like, and I call them, I'm in a robe, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And he's like, Oh, they were uh, doing sandblasting the building, make it better looking. I'm like, it's coming through the walls. And he's like, 
well, I don't know if that's possible. I'm like, I'm fucking telling you, man. And I was like, I remember I was so angry. I was like near tears. I was like, you, oh, <laughs> that kind of rage. <laughs> that, like, a, like a cartoon boss, like in an Archie oh. comic kind of thing. Oh, oh you, oh, you, hey, when I, yeah. Like Inspector Clouseau's boss was constantly yeah. fucking losing his mind oh i was so fucking angry that's so fucking you can't just sandblast something without like maybe looking into whether or not that's going to get into the house it's definitely that thing where they never pulled permits and they were just like let's let's just try it what's the worst that could happen better to beg forgiveness than ask permission that's what i always say (laughs) jared kushner yeah Another Jew, another Jew, a proud member of the tribe. We, you know, nobody's perfect, but uh, I, no, I, I, I'm, 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 he's, 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 he's Jewish. He is Jewish. He comes from one. Yeah, but he's like a different kind of Jew than the ones he's you like. He's like goy dipped. Like he's dipped. I in know. Goy. He's he's been goy blasted. When with, you've worn that much Banana Republic, I think you re- we revoke your we revoke your Jewishness. He makes me think of he's like he's like Gosling when Gosling was like that uh, that that Hasidic by day and skinhead by night. What was that movie? Oh, I don't Where, know. Like, I don't know if I've seen that. He was. It was when he was younger. He was like he would like he would he, he had so much self-hate he was like in like an aryan gang but he was like secretly jewish but he still oh. went to temple and read the torah it was just the, he had like those like uh, the curls that would like clip off yeah and, and, and glued them up in his temples and <laughs> extra big yarmulke yeah <laughs> totally yeah so we i guess you know we get, just to give people a little background you and i go way back in the comedy scene uh oh yeah especially in, 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 in when I'd go home to Portland and we, we, I, I first met you when you were opening for, you opened for Kyle, like yeah. hundred years. Yeah. Up in, up in Portland somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was up there. And then I think that was before I did like the Bridgetown comedy festival. And then I did Bridgetown and like, we, we started to get to know each other like a little bit more then. And it was like, Oh, this guy's from Portland. He's yeah. fucking, he's like cool as hell. Because <laughs> you were like you were from, you know, they're like they, when we started in Portland, where it was like me and Funches and Shane and like Sean, um, like we didn't we didn't know there were like we didn't know about you and like Andy Wood and everything. There were like older Portland comics and some yeah. really cool ones like you know Art Krug and Susan Rice and like yeah, um, uh, you know, I'm Dwight Dwight Slade. I know Dwight Slade, yeah. people. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like there there wasn't like a what was happening in comedy at the moment we didn't know that there were people from portland who were part of that like you you know what i mean like right right when yeah. we met you and found out about you it was like oh fuck this is so rad like he's from here and yeah. he's like you know you mm. were doing nothing wrong with those aforementioned comedians but like the kind of comedians we wanted to be yes like, i would walk around i would like i think this might have been after we met but before we were friends like i would walk around like listening to like soak up the night and like stuff like yeah. that <laughs> You know what I mean? The same way I would like to like, I don't know, to whatever, other, like a Maria Bamford album or whatever. And then, sure, uh, sure. yeah, I, I was just so stoked, man. Like to mm-hmm. th- like you were part of that scene. And then like Portland, the Portland comedy scene, like wouldn't have happened without Bridgetown. I guarantee it. I yeah. Guarantee no, well, not to the degree. No. It, it's it's kind of like we just kind of picked, we kind of picked the lock so that more people could come through the door. You That's know? what it was. That's yeah. co- it was this kind of, it, you have, it sucks, but it's like not to talk branding, but like you have to put something on it that's like people go, oh, this is cool. 
and it doesn't have to be like a small fringe group that enjoys it. It's like comedy is definitely one of those things that everyone loves almost more than any other art form. Yeah. But they don't look at it as an art form because they think anyone can fucking do it. You completely know? yeah which they're not wrong that's the big trade-off you know but and, yeah you don't have to know how to like play piano to get into it you know what exactly. i mean but like there is yeah there is like a there's a degree of difficulty once you get into it of course but like sure. totally it was like there were people doing it like functions was cool and like he mm -hmm. started on his own and he would like he kept his authentic voice but was still doing like shitty shows places but like totally once that door was knocked over, it was like, oh shit, you can do this and you can be fun and you can like have your voice and like- Exactly, uh, yeah. And that was yeah. so cool. And then mm -hmm. we just fucking became boys, man, which was like the best. Yeah, it's yeah. just, I feel like it's, it's it, you know, the whole the whole myth of, uh, of the miserable comedian is exactly that. It's, it's I, I care so much about my friends in comedy because they're all, they're all like my real friends. I'm not friends with everybody. That would be okay. insane completely but. no we people think we are too which is always weird and especially when someone like fucks up or gets out as a creep you know what i mean i'm like yeah i'm happy i'm happy to like denounce it but people are like how did you not know i'm like i've never met crystalia what are you Dude, <laughs> the thing is like i have and like and like, yeah and callan and all that but it's like the thing is it's like i was always kind of i've the way i've been comparing it to is the stupidest analogy but i feel like the dude and this is dark but who yeah. lived down the street in every article about a serial killer. Seemed oh, totally. Fine to me. I, whoa, I, I'd wave at him and yeah. he's mowing his lawn. I'm mowing my lawn. That was, that was it. You know? Oh yeah. Kept a, kept a clean lawn. He kept yeah, a clean I never lawn. Yeah. Just, I knew nothing about any of those people's personal lives. I mean, you know, the, the Louie thing hit me hard because we like were friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Know, and like, and like we're talking and stuff, but like, I, I, I never thought that it was that, that fucking bad you know and like, i did and, i did i had honestly had no idea and people yeah. were like how could you have no idea but it's like but it's just it's like you're, that's you're, that, that's like i'm not excusing it and in fact that's the problem with men you i know, know I mean? right like i know like this we didn't even need to have this conversation but like it is it is interesting but it's like no but it's like it do, it do i i chalk it up to my my own not speaking for you at all but like my own ignorance like yeah i remember hearing before hannibal uh 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 creepy the creepy the, that bill cosby was a creep i remember hearing that but my understanding was that he was handsy yeah like, yeah I yeah i thought he was a grab asser which is not cool not at all far from drugging someone and having your way with them you know what i mean the, the reality of it was like holy shit yeah Dude, it's like it really it really is that thing where like you know like uh, uh Patton's analogy would like if you see one roach in the ground there's a thousand in the walls yeah you know, like yeah two women came forward oh my god yeah, you know there's like, fucking dozens of it there's at that so point. many yeah yeah it, yeah it's fucking gross me it is fucking gross but it just speaks to the thing where it's like I, like the, your friend groups of friends are small like i mean mm -hmm. it's like as far as yeah. like friends in comedy goes it's like you kyle yeah like like people i consider like actual friends where i'm like yeah i'm gonna go to that guy's birthday party you know that kind sure. of thing yeah exactly and then like Sean Shane, like that Portland crew, Bory, you know, yeah, a few other and, people, but like. And most of us are pretty fucking all right. I would say that, you know, like most yeah, men that, I meet on the road are nice men and women, you know, and, and, and other. It's, it's not, they, you don't, I, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like a cop talking about bad apples, but I like, know, it's not, I know it's such it's, a weird thing to say, but because it, it, like it's always perception. People are just like, well, you know, comedians. And it's like, come on, man. 
Yeah. Just like any, we're, we're ego obsessed, but who fucking isn't? You know, so on, many people are ego obsessed. On some yeah. level. More than, do, more than ever. Do you get a lot of shit, especially now, about being like a quote unquote a woke comic from Portland? Yeah. Yeah. You know? All the time. Yeah. And I'm just, I, it's like, I've, I've, I don't get into it with people online. And I, I posted a thing yesterday that I got like a thousand bots after me on Instagram and stuff. Oh, no. What was a couple, it? A couple fans. Oh, just this dude that, that was called out the fact that, um, that you know, in the in the 30s, Nazis used to just uh, you know start fights in 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 left leaning areas of, oh, yeah. of Germany and be like, only we can save you from the communists. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much you know I put that you know like just a little bit of history repeating is what I wrote because it's like yeah that's what happened just happened in fucking Portland. Did you put the musical notes around like just another incident of history repeating? Attach the whole video. <laughs> like that doesn't. Uh, and yeah, I got a, I got a lot of people coming after me, but like if you go through my act, I don't have any like thing that's really clapter, which no. I fucking hate. I mean, I've centered on one thing I have about a dude who sig heiled at a Trump rally, but the joke was about he was so drunk, he sig heiled and it, they took his picture and it was on the New York Times, and he goes to work and was like, "Fuck, I was Nazi drunk last night." <laughs> like he just he was so wasted he thought he'd try it because it's like. If you tell people they're not supposed to do a thing, they want to fucking do it. They want to do it so bad. They want to do it so bad. Yeah. So it's like, there, were, there have to be people at those rallies who are, you know, when they were doing that, who were just like, fuck, I like being part of a team. Hooray. Yeah. Picture goes off. Check it goes, out. Yeah. He goes to work and his Jewish boss fires him. But like, that's, it's like, is that joke? But just fucking me trying to look fucking, is, it, is that, it, it, <laughs> No, it's not. That's not like clapped. That's, that's not commentary divorced from humor whatsoever at like, all. I'm not going to get up on stage and be like, you know, like, like, let me tell you who sucks. And if you're not on this side and you don't love America. It's like, yeah. Get on the know? other fucking side. Then you fucking traitors. You're not like you're a Nazi. I it kills me like my my like most recent joke. And by most recent, I mean, seven months ago, because you know, same everybody, but, but it's like a, it's like a David Attenborough. It's like a stone David Attenborough narrating planet earth. And like, but because I'm like from Portland or I'll speak out on like every now and then like political issues or especially like when like there is something creepy in the comedy scene, you know, I'll just, yeah. If nobody else is saying anything, I'll be like, yeah, this fucking sucks and is gross and we can't allow this to whatever utility that has, <laughs> which I have no idea whatsoever. That's what it comes down to. It's like, I'm just, I'm just trying to be as kind as I can. Man. Exactly. Like, I want to be get, and like the whole idea of, 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 uh, uh, just, you know, what they call virtue signaling where yeah. th this will get me fans. No, it won't. No, it won't. That's no, it won't. I would get so many more fans if it'd be like, you know what? PC shit can shove it up their ass. I don't give a fuck. Funny is funny and fuck the left. I would get tens of thousands more people following. You'd get a, you'd get a tap out sponsorship. You would get like, you get so many more fans. Because that's always. what people want. Like, I, people want like the, the person that just set, tells them like, don't, don't listen to anybody. You just do whatever the fuck you want. I like a good time. I don't know about you. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm on that side on, on some levels. But. Yeah, I also want to have a good time, but not at the expense of other people being denied their humanity and shit. Like, no. it's, <laughs> like it's not, I don't know, the barbecue is not worth that. We, if we, we've got to kill the guy who lives in the house to have the barbecue there. Because no. <laughs> it's not our house. Yeah. The, the fucking, uh, 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 the, the, um, 
Jim Gaffigan thing was incredible oh, yeah. because they went after him so hard. And I wrote on his thing, I just want, you know, uh, thanks, Jim. This took some guts. Yeah. And the amount of people that were like, did it? That were like, oh, being a fucking comedian liberal is just, you're just, it's like, he lost. Yeah. Probably, probably an eighth of his fans. A hundred percent. You know? He was, they were guarantee you there were people who were like, because he never gets political and I like that. Without you know, like to use his like second voice to, uh -huh. oh, he doesn't get political. No, uh, <laughs> but he get, I mean, that's like putting your, that's like giving up something to like, to, yeah. I mean, make, you don't want to say making a stand, but like, yo, it legit is. It's mm -hmm. like that person yeah. coming out and saying that shit, like, that's yeah, really like, putting yourself on the line in a meaningful way. And he didn't put out an album or a special where he said that. This yeah. was his social media. Like, you go see me do stand-up, you probably won't really know where I stand on political issues because I, I am all about that good time and you paid for a fucking ticket and I'm yeah. not getting on a soapbox. I have had people after shows who've never seen me before, they were like, I love your act. I love that it wasn't political. And I used to bristle at that. Yeah. But over the past four years, I've been like, dude, I get it. Man, I get you, it. I want if, this. I want this room to be a, a fucking, a, 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 a free fun zone where you don't have to worry about anyone's opinion, you know, up there. I'm sure there were, I'm sure there were people saying that who agree with you on like 80% totally. of political issues who just totally. like, Man, you just need a fucking break sometimes. I mean, listen, I work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week on the Late Late Show. Yep. And we we do political stuff every now and then. But, sure. like, we for the most part, we don't. And there were definitely times, like, I think, like, all the way to the top, like, from Corden on down, where maybe we felt weird about that. We were like, maybe we should sure. be doing more. We should be talking about this more. But at the end of the day, he's like a guy who, like, he's really funny in sketches. He likes to sing and dance and, like, and, like, yeah. We're like, we're funny and like an entertaining show. And like, all of a sudden it's weird if you have this like show pony pulling a political plow, it's like, you're not really getting, you're not really getting a lot out of it. He's, there's, yeah. and there's plenty of alternatives. If you want to go like, yeah. if you want to have like John Oliver break something down or Seth Meyers, those do, or like Sam, Sam B, those people are amazing at that shit. So exactly. let yeah, them be amazing at it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, Corden, like he is, he is like the cherubic fun time guy. Yeah. Right? Like, as you basically just said, but like, it, it, I will, you know, this administration, if you make fun of anything about them, it's called political. That's kind of their genius. Yeah. yeah. Of, they, they literally are, pardon the nerd phrase. They literally are the Sith. You're either with us or against us. <laughs> so like, like when, when a fucking, um, is it what, not, which is the, which is the blonde lesser son? of the Trumps. Oh, Eric. Eric, you had Eric uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Corden, because he was like, dad, if you're listening, like, oh. Like the joke I is know. not any of their policies. The joke is, oh, you poor boy. You poor boy. You, yeah. poor, you poor sweet boy whose father has never been proud of him. Uh, he, he got called out the worst on black Twitter. There's a picture of him in like, they were like in a Boston market or something. Yeah. And he had a clear glass plastic cup full of lemonade and black turtle was like that's the water cup man oh he's stealing lemonade oh shit that's you rich perfect. cheap fuck so it's like <laughs> from then on i'm just like dude eric you are lemonade in the in the water cup that lemonade. is your that is everything for that's you that's hilarious that fucking sums him up perfectly you won't even pay for lemonade <laughs> he's got it you got lemonade money dude 
and you know he so filled funny. it up as like as like what are you gonna say really president's yeah, what my are you, dad what are you gonna kick me out you're gonna kick me out I'll of fucking boston, ruin market. boston market I'll ruin Boston. Boston Market, that's they're the gaffigan of of uh, fast casual dining. They have a lot to lose. <laughs> Truth <laughs> is though, I'm definitely making him uh uh much too of a too much of a villain. I'm sure he just grabbed the wrong cup. He just didn't even we gotta give him the benefit of the doubt. He no, I'm like I'm calling him stupid now. I, yeah. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went and complained about how sour the water was. He went <laughs> <laughs> This is clearly polluted. Hey. <laughs> Hey, did one of you pee in this in the back? Like, sir, you got your own. How do you? Sir. Also, do you think every fast food uh, location has their own water? <laughs> sir, do you... why are you complaining to us? Talk to the They're... city. They must ship this in from Boston. This is very Just... authentic Boston water. Authentic. I, have you ever had authentic Boston water? Is it Thanksgiving <laughs> a year later? Have you had Boston water? It tastes delicious. There's a sourness and a sweetness. But he's oh. at the kids' table. The, the, the adults don't let him sit with him, so he's there talking to all these, like, six-year-olds. Baron they're, is at the big table, though. They're, they're avoiding his eyes like you do with someone that got way too drunk too early. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Boston water. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go to the backyard. I think I'm going to yeah. check the backyard out, actually. You want no, some regular here. water, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> you want some Boston coffee? Do you want get some coffee? <laughs> So, how'd you, okay, how'd so you let, get, let, how'd you get here, Eric? All right, no, yeah. <laughs> Let's, let me ask you. Yes. Uh, you, you are uh, uh, a, a very funny man who is, who is, who has gone, who's done well. Thank you. Know, you. You've, I, yeah. You've gone, you've gone far. Um, you're well liked. Um, I have my circle. Yeah. Sure. Do yeah. you, do you, do you get asked advice a lot? Do you think? No, I, I, not really. I get asked a lot of very, specific advice because late late night writing is like one of those things like um uh, it's almost like stand-up comedy where and i don't this i sincerely don't mean this to be rude because like much like stand-up comedy it is one of those things where the more the wider variety of voices voices from different backgrounds that you have in it the better it gets you know yeah, that's true um but so like to it's it's a really good job that everyone thinks they can do. So like I all the time <laughs> I'm giving like advice about about like late night writing and like writing for late night TV shows and, and writing packets and like stuff like that. So I get a lot of that. I get a little bit of stand up comedy. And then I get I try to give like advice on my podcast, All Fantasy Everything, which you'll be yeah, on. Which if folks very you soon, know what the podcast is, it's one of the best podcasts and podcast ideas ever. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you guys, we, you guys, uh, fantasy draft, uh, everything. Like, we pick a topic. We pick a top. We, which one were you? Were you on like rap groups or which one were you? We you were, were on. A couple I did. Ones. I did uh, best rap albums of the '90s. Yes. And uh, and uh, and first, and and I also did uh, best bad good movies. Oh God, those are two such great episodes. Too. Oh, they were. I I absolutely loved it, and I love the debates. I love. Cause it's all, it's all very fun and very, very, this sounds so stupid, but like very friendly. It's yeah. Where, yeah. No, it is. It's cause you know, it's just like four friends gabbing. Yes. It's, it's very much like a conversation at like a bar stool uh -huh. you'd be having like with your friends, like you'd be at the roost on a Thursday night and you'd start talking about bad, good movies. Yes. And then yes. it's like that kind of thing where people get angry, but it's about such a ephemeral topic or whatever that it's like fun. Yeah. angry. And it's yeah. like what the, I, at least one of the movies I picked 
people got angry and I totally fucking got it. It's not even like, these aren't even, it was love actually, which I used to to love the hell out of, but I can't watch now. It just is so saccharine. And it's like, you know, looking at it through older eyes, I'm like, oh, you know, this is, that that female character is, is is literally nothing but a fucking evil temptation for no reason. Completely, the, the most one dimensional character. Although I've been watching a lot of Nancy Myers movies lately, and like yeah. a lot of those male characters are just like Keanu Reeves in Something's Got to Give is just like <laughs> a, the hottest, nicest doctor. It's just it's just like a fantasy come to life. So that, yeah. that just happens in rom coms. But if you that, know, if there was less see, sexism in the world, you wouldn't mind it. The other no, way. exactly. That's yeah. that's fine. I just there's just a one character in uh, um, Love Actually. It's like her description should just be homewrecker. <laughs> you know, like it should just say that. Like a a term like a, a bitter person would just say on their third martini about a, about someone just because they're attractive. Homewrecker. Yeah. Homewrecker. Home Tramp. <laughs> like, yeah, like it wasn't your husband's fault at all that he fucked her. I no, don't it's understand. This, it's, it's this, it's this one-dimensional female character. She snared him in her siren's web. I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> you enough. Wreck a ship on a rocks. Absolutely, it happens. But you give advice on your on your podcast. You're saying. I tried to. Well, I tried to because I've been like, uh, you. Know, I'm also. I'm a. I'm a fat. I'm a fat dude. But I've been getting a lot less fat. I've I've lost like 50 pounds over you quarantine. Thank you. Uh, fishing for compliments and mission accomplished, but uh, mm-hmm. but like I've been trying because you know that we have a lot of like mo- like a lot of podcasts. You know, ours is three dudes, and we try to have as you know as many like uh, women on as we can and everything like that. But like okay. ultimately, it is three dudes, and we like have a lot of dudes who listen to it. And like dudes aren't always the best at taking care of themselves, either emotionally or physically. Right. So as I've been going on my journey, like going to therapy, which I know is a thing that like. You know, you've actually, you did a lot of great stand-up about, which I think is in, in, it's not political, but it is a, I mean, it's a service to talk about that thing as like a guy because yeah, guys are so afraid of that. And like, I, I've had a lot of people thank me for that. Yeah. Just, that, they, helped, that they tried it and it worked for them. So. It helped me start going to therapy. So right I'm on. like, one, I'm like one of those people. Cause I was like, sometimes you don't even just think about it. You're just like, I'm stuck in this depression, this mire, and you forget that therapy is even an option. And then you go and it takes a few uh visits but then you're like oh shit this is feeling like a lot better yeah um so i try to talk about that and like health and like actually going to the doctor and like actually getting checked up and stuff like that when you yeah right on notice stuff is wrong so yeah so like that i kind of give but people don't ask me that often no yeah i i think most people don't it's it's i I always ask because it's like because the thing is it's like i'm sure we got a couple people that may that called in uh specifically for you yeah but more often than not, people just call and they think it's me, but they don't know who he's going to be on. So it's right, kind of right. like, it's kind of this great, like kind of fucking uh, roulette wheel that we spin, we have on. So excellent. I'm stoked. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So uh, uh, as you might or might not know, we don't, uh, 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 I don't, I, I don't know what's coming. Only uh, producer Renee knows what the, uh, what the calls are. So uh, let's roll the first one, Renee. Hey, Matt and Ian, uh, big fans of you both. Uh, I'm looking to get into some advice. Uh, I am currently 20 years old and still do not have my driver's license. I have my permit and I've gotten a few lessons from some family members, but I'm honestly terrified to drive uh, and I'm kind of need my license sooner or later. And I'm just trying to figure out how I can get over my fear of driving. I feel like I don't have any control on the road and 
yeah, I don't know. I've, it's mm. I've, it's kind of screwing things up, and I'm just want to hear you guys' thoughts. Thanks. Bye. You got to get yourself a satin jacket with a dragon on the back of it. That'll take care of all your. <laughs> Begin by drag racing. Don't think about it. Challenge someone to a race. Yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. fear, fear will come. Or the, that that fear, man. You got to fucking face the demon. First of all, congrats <laughs> on being twenty. That's that sounds amazing. Oh, I hell love yes. that. Congrats. Um, God, I guess driving is scary. So it perhaps is. perhaps we can throw that out there at the beginning and say this is not all in your head. It is especially scary and intimidating right when you start out. And it should be. You're in charge of like a one to two ton hunk of metal yep. with, a, with a fucking engine that like summons, you know, dinosaur ghosts to make it run, basically. So like, it's a, it's a scary <laughs> thing. Um, I, how did you get a, I took a driver's ed class in high school. Did you take one of those? I didn't, but my dad uh, started, he, he first put me in a car when I was like 14 or 13. Yeah. Just to be, you know, you know, walking out of like, you know, uh, Lloyd Cinemas, no, yeah. no cars in the lot. Here, oh yeah, go behind the, go behind the, the, the Volvo, uh, uh, driver's seat. It started up, started up. You know, like, just like, eh, let's give you a little, let's try it. You just know, things like that. But out of it a little bit. I never, I never took a, a, a driving class. But my, my, my parent. Once I had like my permit, my parents would let me drive. Just be like, all right, why, why don't you go from here to here? You know, maybe, maybe, uh, caller, your family isn't doing that enough where, and if they're not doing that enough, you should volunteer. You can go, Hey, uh, when we go to the grocery store, can I drive there and you drive back? Yeah. That kind of thing. Cause I get it. They're probably fucking terrified. Maybe they know you're terrified, but like the saying goes, ain't nothing to it, but to do it, you just have That's to a hundred percent. Right. And if you think about it, this is actually a really good time to drive because there are less people yes. on the road. That's right. Uh, we're in we're in quarantine so mm -hmm. stay off the freeways at first freeways are scarier like stick to surface streets and stuff like that yeah and it's like you said ain't nothing to it but to do it you just got to start getting those reps in yep um and, and also as far as the freeway uh give yourself a one exit uh route where you, yeah. you get on the freeway you stay on the right hand side do not deviate and just get right off the next exit just do a couple of those in a row if you can. Just drive alongside a freeway and keep doing that. And even if you're just like, you don't feel comfortable going above 55 and everyone's honking at you, fuck them. Fuck them. Just, just go. Just stay oh. in the right-hand lane. Fuck them for real. That. That's what the right-hand lane just is for. dip your toes in until you're ready. Um, it's funny when you mentioned it, driving is scary. It's, you know, we have these, we have these moments of awareness where we're most raw and for me, that's always been where like, I've been horrendously hung over. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, this is like years and years ago, but like, I remember driving to get, you know, fucking something horrible to eat or whatever. Probably a burrito. You know, yeah, absolutely. Pain. But just <laughs> driving in a car and just it hitting me of going, what the fuck is that? You just drive these fucking giant things of metal around. Yeah. I'm going 70 on a freeway. <laughs> I could easily die like all yeah. of it just all of the the things and when we you know if you've been driving as long as you or i have you just take that for granted you don't think about it but it all got stripped away and i was just like oh this yeah. is horrifying hangovers will do that that's just your whole body's a raw nerve yeah absolutely yeah um but yeah just 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 get those reps in if you don't have to start 
and doing anything crazy, just take it bit by bit, but you got to do it. You got to drive it. Even if it is around a parking lot, go drive, find those big ass parking lots and go on a Sunday morning or something. Like yeah. That. And, and don't, don't think there's anything wrong with you. Everybody, what they haven't driven a lot is fucking freaked out. It's just, and it's not, you know, you're, you're, you're 20 and you might be like, well, most people get their permits when they're 16 or 15. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, people, people, there are people in New York who are 16 and don't know how to drive a car. And uh, frankly, a lot of those people who get their licenses very late in life, they're probably almost permanently scared when they drive yeah. Yeah. because they just haven't had that. Like you have so much time to get the kinks out, to get used to it, to get your reflexes in, you know, and just, just, just drive, drive as much as you can without it driving you crazy and, 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 and drive safe, I guess is what my advice would be. That's it. I think a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I wish there was some, amazing uh uh cure we had like eat a bunch of grapefruit or smoke this kind of weed the day before but mm -hmm. they're just you just have to do it man couldn't hurt to eat that grapefruit <laughs> eat some grapefruit that's my do advice eat a little bit of that grapefruit get that vinyl get that satin jacket and then go, go. for it exactly yeah. and when you're in an elevator uh kiss another man's wife and then punch a dude and kick his head until it caves in like a melon see what happens see what <laughs> give it a shot <laughs> This guy's never seen a movie drive. So I hope so. Why, the f why would I do that? He's just sitting in the satin jacket. I don't get it. I, it's comfortable. It is comfortable. Well, all right. <laughs> We're going to see that the newspaper in a, in a, in a couple of weeks, there's a dude that drove his car through the side of an empty school wearing a satin jacket. <laughs> Thankfully, he's unharmed. We forgot, to tell him about, we forgot to tell him about the French electropop. That was the mistake. Also listen to French electropop. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just think that movie is is kind of a beautiful nothing. Like it's, it's just totally perfect. That's like the perfect description of it. Wait, Karen and I saw it at uh, at ArcLight and walked out. And there's this younger couple that I I knew the dude a little bit. I didn't know his date. I, I forget who it was, but they were blown away. And Karen and I were like, I don't really get it. I don't. It was it and, was like yeah. And they were kind of like. It's just like it was a great noir, and like not really. No, people love and, to throw that around. And the and the and the the the, the girl was like, um, well, they, they they just don't make movies like this anymore. I'm like, give me another example of what this was like. <laughs> and she's like, well, uh, or, or or I, you know, I was like, I was, I, you know what, I, I just went, okay, because it's like I'm not, I didn't, yeah, actually, you know what, I, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna be that asshole where it's just like, I will challenge you in cinema. Like, what do I know? But it was that thing where I was just like. Everyone was just like, Albert Brooks is a is a is a is a mobster with heart. It's like there's one scene where he has ah. whiskey and he's wringing his hands by himself. That's what sold that shit. That's crazy. It's just like you maybe just like Albert Brooks. Go watch his other movies. He's got great ones. Yeah. I love Albert Brooks. That's I do one too. reason I was so disappointed. Yeah. You know? It was a total nothing. It was gorgeous. I'm glad gorgeous. I watched it. I have watched it uh, goose egg times. Goose egg then. times. The, the dude Never getting again. his head kicked in was magnificent. That was, but, you know what yeah. that movie is? Like, you know where I want to see that movie again? At one of those bars where they play a movie at the bar and then yes. you look up at it every 15 minutes and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Fun music. It's a great yeah. movie for that. Yeah. It is, exactly. So Put it on a yeah, red so, flag in Portland, yeah. If you haven't seen Drive Caller, watch that and just do everything he does in that movie. That'll yeah. make you uh, get over your fears. That'll fix your wagon. That'll fix your wagon. All right. Caller number two. Hey, Matt. And uh, 
supposedly Ian Carmel. Uh, yep. How do you and know he's... what you should be doing with your life uh, in a career sense? Both of you seemingly have, you know, are doing exactly what you should be doing. You're both really excelling in the fields that you're in. And, you know, with the world and the state of that it is, and, you know, there's this feeling of impending constant dread of like oh well everything's ending nothing's gonna matter so like i guess it doesn't really matter if i'm successful or not but at the same time you can't just be you know uh stationary or at the current moment because that's not really effective either or probably healthy healthy mentally so yeah my question is how do you know what you should do thank you This is crazy, but same thing. Get a satin jacket. And, satin uh, jacket. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, oh, and, and don't forget, most important, be Ryan Gosling. Oh, that's going to be a big you help. You got to be Ryan Gosling. That's going to be a big help for you. Otherwise, there's um, be Ryan that... Gosling in Drive. You got to be a stunt driver who does crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sex, sexy, crimey stunt driver. Sexy, sexy and crimey. That's um, a that's a big question there, huh? Huh, man. <laughs> I, you know, it's one of those things. It's it just it's like just try your damnedest to figure out what'll make you happy. Yeah. Uh, and if it won't make you a living, make sure you're making a living while doing that thing or or on that way to that thing, and try to make it not an, as esoteric and uh, as something like I want to be a famous blank. Mm-hmm. instead of that be i want to make a living as a blank or i want to be a really good blank yeah i want to do this and then also be alive in society like yeah. that was the thing often like honestly that i loved about portland so much and I, I guess it's getting a little bit less of that but i don't think it'll ever truly lose this spirit is that when i was when i was growing up there and like i'm the same for you like uh, and when I say growing, I grew up in Beaverton, but I want when I was in like my teens and twenties in Portland, like, yeah. Um, hey, you're not was, like the leader of Patriot prayer. Who's from Vancouver, Washington. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like the leader of Patriot. Prayer People of Beaverton, Portland though. demand that I get back across the fucking Columbia. Get out of here. That's what nobody knows nationally. It's like, oh, he's from Portland. Basically. He's not from, no, Portland. he isn't. We yeah. don't fucking claim the Coove, and we never have. And don't get me wrong, I love the Coove. Hey, they had legal weed before us. They got a fort. It's great. It's great. Uh, Waddles used to be there. No, Waddles was on the other side. It was. Oh, Waddles, Waddles was coming Waddles back. Was well, shit, beach. I take it back. You didn't have Waddles Coove. Didn't sorry. even have Waddles, but they had a good view of the Duck Clock. So which they is did. No, Hooters, but um, <laughs> it's a Hooters now. <laughs> but I would. The thing I loved is that like you people follow their folly to, to uh, steal a slogan from like a beer company, I think. But people like found what they loved and they did it. And it didn't necessarily matter what they did for money or for like health insurance or for whatever it was, although that stuff very much matters. And I understand this is not so easy to say, oh, just find a job. But like people, like if what they loved doing was like building a bicycle out of like and welding like three bikes together, that's what <laughs> they did. And then they had a job or if people like, you know, like a lot of, and this is very Portland specific, but like, you know, a lot of these like restaurants that we all love now started out as like food carts and stuff like that. Cause totally. somebody just like wanted to make, somebody just wanted to make a certain kind of chicken dish that they had growing up and like, yeah, you know, in Vietnam and that, and then it becomes a brick and mortar. Somebody just wanted to have yeah. a certain kind of chicken wing and then it becomes like a, a, a restaurant. And for, 
for comedy for me it was the same way once i found it and it was improv at first but then stand up like once i found it i was like oh i fucking love this this makes me so happy doing this this makes me yeah so happy like nothing ever has before and i never in, I, was, I never started doing comedy thinking like one day I'm going to be a late night writer or one day I'm going to be like a successful comedian or like whatever it is. Yeah. It was just like, I got to keep doing this as much as possible. Now, having said that, when I did find the thing I loved, and I, I'm sure you were the same way, I treated it like a fucking job. Like, yeah. I, and not in that, not, not that I did it joylessly, but I was like, when I first started doing stand up, I went to Netflix, the call center in Beaverton, and I would work from 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then I would go home, sleep for two hours, wake up right until the open mics, do the open mics, go home and sleep for like three more hours and then go back to work. Like when you, if, if you do find, if you do like want to get involved in something that's a little more, uh, uh, something that's like see that a lot of people want to do, something that's not, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with being upper management at Hertz Rent-A-Car or whatever, but like- sure. If you want to have one of these things where it seems like, ooh, I'd love to do that, you do have to work really hard at it once you once you like find that thing you love. So if in any way you can find a thing you really love doing and then fucking work really hard at it, that's that's and whether you want to turn it into a career or not, but like I think that is really helpful because also whether or not you get like a six a six figure a job year or like what or 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 you know what I mean? Like become like gain notoriety or whatever it is through your job. Purpose is so important to people. Yeah. Purpose is so fucking important to your mental health, like so much. And if you can find something that gives you a sense of purpose. And for me, it was comedy for some people. It's charity work for like any, you yeah. know, like, or, or building a business and yeah. like that kind of thing. But like, you need to be able to find some kind of purpose. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. And I would also yeah. say like it, 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 it probably is when you say what you're supposed to do, but it's not necessarily what you do making a living. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's some people who like to your point, the upper management, it hurts. Maybe this person just really wanted to have a family and they have a family and they have that job and they get along with everyone at their work and they're, you know, they're an, they're an ace at sales or whatever. And they like, take a just boat like, out on the what? weekend. I feel content. Yeah. I like a ball game on a Sunday, that kind of stuff. You know, you just have to be completely honest with yourself yeah. and go, well, when, when I'm at this job, and I'm not doing this other thing that I love to do, do I have a sinking feeling? Do I feel like, you know, and I'm not talking about FOMO. FOMO is always around. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's kind of like, do I have that thing where I'm like, oh, not the lazy part of me, but like the part that needs to be fulfilled. And if that's what you got to define, it, it, you know, am I neglecting that part? Yeah. You know, so... It's it's tricky, man, but I think you just gotta get out there and try some shit and make lists. Make a list of the stuff you love to do and the stuff you love to watch, the stuff you love to participate in, and the stuff you'd love to be a part of. Think about how you'd love to be a part of it. Meet some of the people that do the things you you love and and find out what's around it. There are people yeah. that, you know, my wife always loved comedy, but she she always knew she didn't want to perform. So she started by working the, the door at a club in, in Boston where she's from. And, you know, now she manages comedians. So like she, that was her thing. And it, but it started with, I remember that one of the dumbest things I did was when I was in college, I was a theater major. 
I just stopped right there. The podcast is over. No. And then and, next and wrote, week on this might help. Yeah. yeah I, I wrote this play and it was like all set in a greeting card store because that was, I used to work in a greeting card store and it was like the most boring job. And I was like, what if this greeting card store was the door to a, a dimension? Great. But then my, my project advisor was like, you should do all the research you can on how greeting cards are made and what the business is like. Cause it's going to inform everything. And I never did. And I look oh, back and I go, you fucking idiot. You yeah. know, I was just like, who cares? It's boring. I'm talking about fucking, there's a serial killer comes through here and this guy's weird and you know, like bullshit. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. But like when you get into the details of things and you learn about stuff and you go, Oh fuck, you know, I love movies. I don't necessarily have to shoot movies or be in movies, but you know, I can, I can, you know, I can write a script. I can be, uh, uh, you know, uh, I can work in sound. I love the audio component oh, yeah. of the film. You know, stuff like just like just like that. When you learn all of the stuff that you don't first think of when you're eight years old and you see Star Wars for the first time, you know, like it's the world opens up. It totally opens. I work with a I work with a woman uh, whose name is Kate, and like she's a producer on our show. She's like a field producer. Yeah. And we were on a we were on a shoot the other day. And someone was like, you ever, you ever like direct ever, you know? And, and she's like, oh, you know, I have a couple of times, but I just love being a producer. I love doing, it. I love problem solving. I love saying we yeah. need 32 dogs. We need 32 Dalmatians for a scene tomorrow. Yes. How do we make that happen? And she's like, and I love doing that. Like I've always loved movies, but it's mm -hmm. that part of it that I love doing. That, yeah, and, like, yeah. And if I'm honest, I'm jealous of that because they're like, they, when you are a producer, there's a point where you're like, all right, I'm fucking done. This is finished. This project's over. Oh yeah. And we, and we did it. I did all the stuff I was supposed to do. I made all the calls and everybody called me back and I set it all up as a comedian. You could shoot a fucking special and go, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is was it done? The next Should I have day. worked it more? Should I have worked <laughs> it less? You've you've shot actual specials. I've only done like late night spots and little like things, but like same thing. But the next day is the most depressing day. It's oh. it's like I don't mean this to minimize postpartum depression because it's way different. But there's a feeling of some sort of postpartum depression to it. Yes, where you're like, well, I I worked so long and so hard for that one thing, and now it's done. Yes. And this is the feeling I get. You know, you have this like this is an ugly baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all your friends are like are like it's a beautiful baby yeah and like one dude on twitter was like hey man saw your baby it sucked and you're like damn it i knew it the I one person it. who's been honest with me <laughs> this guy who doesn't have a face and has seven <laughs> numbers in his name and two followers <laughs> who is definitely a person he's right <laughs> He's yeah, right. I got to rebuild my entire act because fucking Snickerdoodle seventy three ninety two four like said it sucked. Snickerdoodle. That was the name when I wrote for the Portland Mercury. That was the name of one of my uh, trolls on there who like talked like just dragged. He went in the comment section was like so mean about every column oh, I wrote. Oh, I, of course. And it, I, Port, it would Portland Mercury one of my favorite weeklies. Oh, some yeah. of the worst trolls. The no, worst. You know where the worst trolls are? The AV Club. Oh my onion. God. Oh, oh my God. I've only done a couple things with them and I love the AV club, but I like, love them. I, I the love comments, them. I read them. I love the onion. Oh, it's the worst. They just seem like fatter John Belushi. Like they're just yeah. so mean down there. Yeah. So mean. And, and, and you know, like I, I, I had, I, you know, that thing I mentioned that I put up on, on Instagram the other day, people were 
for writing me, hey, why do your fans suck so bad? <laughs> I'm like, they don't. This is seven bots. Yeah, those people aren't my fans. Ask them one of my jokes. May, like maybe one of them is, and we differ politically, and that's fine. But just like, yeah. I hate even using the term my fans, but they don't. God damn we agree it. On, we agree on ham, and that's it, all right? I just want to be clear about that. That's it. Let's shake yeah. on it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, let's. So we got, it looks like we got time for one more. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, third caller. Let's go. Hello, Matt and guest Ian Carmel. I was just wondering if you had any advice uh, for how to get over the guilt of having to cut someone out of your life uh, to avoid their toxicity. That's all, really. Ooh. Thanks. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Good uh, on you for doing the cutting, first of all. That's a, that's, a, that's a tall hill to climb in and of itself. I've only done it once in my life, and it was where I've just been like, hey, we're not friends anymore. And yeah. it was fucking brutal. Yeah. That's hard. What were the, it, with, while being vague about it, what were the circumstances? Oh, it was just someone who, uh, they, they, I was, they were one of my first friends when I came to LA, and uh, they were someone that lied all, all the time to kind of impress me and like, and Kyle and people. And so it was like, eh. And I had friends who were like, you know, uh, like I remember Jonah Ray was like, I don't know about that guy. And I was yeah. like, no, he's fine. Cause I'm, I'm my, I want everyone to like me. And I I'm want the same way. To I'm a big, yeah. Yeah. I think we're very, we're similar in that respect. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's, and like, you know, I could see he's, he's deep insecurity and stuff, but I just didn't see the degree of the pathology that he had where he was having, he turns out it's two, it's two things. He was really secretly really creepy to a couple girls I knew. Uh, a lot and, of that seems like it goes hand in hand a lot of Yeah, time. but yeah. And also also he he I found out he had a girl living with him and he basically he she he was here from England and he lied to her family to get her here and basically like kept her in his place all the Ooh. time. I mean, oh. he just lived way up in this, up in the hills in this area where there was nothing that was walkable. Yeah. And his lie then was like, oh, there's stores all around she can walk to. And she didn't know anyone, so she felt trapped. And then he stole like her identity and like ruined her credit. Like he did Jesus. that with a couple. He, he turns yeah. out he, he'd done that with a couple people. And like, I even saw him at a mutual friend's wedding and he was like, so how are you and stuff? And and I was like, I'm good. And like, we just were cordial. I was like, cool, we don't, don't hang. but another friend of ours who goes back to even further than him, him than him with him than me tried to talk to it he tried to talk to my my other friend and my other friend was like no yeah. we're not friends man don't talk to me and i never did that i wrote him a long email going i don't want to go into specifics because he doesn't even know i know all that stuff but i was like we just can't be we can't be friends and he's like you won't tell me why you know this stuff and it was like but that that was it and it was like and but I think what the caller's talking about is something that's even harder yeah. where they haven't necessarily done, quote unquote, done anything. But if their toxicity, if someone's just always fucking negative. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a bummer. The, yeah. the, the, the guilt, the guilt of it is that's, that's tricky, man. You kind of have to like check in. I think check in with yourself. Like at some point you, 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 it's an it's an oxygen mask in an airplane situation like you got to put yours on first at some point you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you really like you really do and like if you can check in with yourself and be like yeah 
yeah, I, th my life is better and not, not in superficial ways. Like my life is better and my mental health is better. Emotionally, yeah. I feel better. Yeah. And that, I mean, it could sting. It can sting for a while. That's, it's, it's just one of those things that sometimes you got to like re-break and set the bone again. And like, yeah. Have you had that? Had someone so toxic, you were just like, you got to go. We can't I, keep be cool. a, I keep like a pretty tight circle as it is and I'm, yeah. and I'm fairly like slow to let people like into those circles and like I've yeah. had and I also got lucky in like when I first moved to like LA I had people like you and I had people mm -hmm. like like Ron and like other people who I was like oh no these are my friends and like I'm already you know like so I have yeah. like I have a group and like and then it started working immediately and then like people at work so I haven't really I haven't really had to cut I remember, I remember you, <laughs> you, you, you cut a dude off in, around Christmas time at Joanne's. Do you remember that? We were in the kitchen. No. And, what, oh, no, I kind of do. Because I had this kind of magical thing happen where I usually, you know, the only time I go to church and like the church I grew up in, it's Catholic, but it's very, it's extremely liberal Catholic. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's a black Jesus and Mary. It's, there's a big rainbow flag. It's, you know. It's, it's definitely the Catholic Church. The Vatican is like, fuck that place. Knowing but, you and your parents, I know exactly the kind yeah, of Yeah, St. Yeah, yeah, Andrews yeah. in Northeast. And, yeah. and uh, I grew up going there and, you know, I'm not, you know, a, a, a believer in that sense anymore. And I don't go to church. But, you know, I went every, every Christmas with my parents. I go, for the, year, I go for high holidays at synagogue. I'm not religious yeah. at all. It's so nice. One, yeah. one year I'm, I'm home for Christmas and my... Uh, my dad is like, you know what? I'm just not going to go to mass. And my mom is like, mom's like, well, then, you know, I'm just going to go and sing in the choir. And she goes, she's like, honey, you don't have to go to me. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and so I went, I went and just drank beers at, cause Joanne had a, a Schindlerly had a party. Oh yeah. Real loose, real small. And we're in the kitchen just talking. And it was like, you know, maybe December. I think it was actually Christmas Eve. And this dude was like, I think he, I think he'd had an Addy or he had like a little, little blow or something. Cause he was just like John. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Talking. And like, you, and like, it was that thing where it's like, I'm not the most confrontational person. I, I will, if I'm like, all right, I'm sick of this person. You gotta you're like, Hey, shut up or whatever. But like, I hate it. Like most people, but like, you, <laughs> you're like, you're like, like, Hey man, I don't know. I think you maybe got to leave or something. I don't know about you, dude. Yeah. And the guy was I like, do remember this now. and the guy was like, what? And you're like, he like, I don't know, man, your vibe is, is kind of fucked up, man. And it's like, it's, it's not, you didn't say it's, it's harshing. Everyone's mellow, but like, yeah. whatever the millennial equivalent of that is. <laughs> and like, and he was, and he's like, he's like, what? He's like, no, man, I'm actually really chill and stuff. And like, he was, it became this. Now let me argue my case for how chill I am. <laughs> but it was, and it was like, and you could tell the guy was like, he was, he was okay. He was just, high on something bad but it was yeah. like, it made me think of like it's like a lawyer that's like you're on and i'll listen i i know i'm late and i should have shaved <laughs> perhaps you can even smell a little scotch on my breath but this briefcase bulging with pages of paper will certainly prove that my client david my name is steve steve is because <laughs> it was <laughs> Once I sort through the, through these pages with your help, Your Honor, yeah, no, I I'm a little <laughs> he, I have never had an issue, to be honest, uh, being that that level of confrontational. 
Yeah. And I think it's some combination of being like, I've, I, you know, I've always been bigger than everyone else. So I've never really been yeah. afraid of getting punched in the face. But sure. then more, I think that's maybe 20% of it. And then I think 80% of it, actually, I'm going to put it this ratio. That's 20%. And then 60% of it is being the son of Ivan Carmel. And then the rest is my mother, who is also confrontational. But my dad is a prick from Brooklyn. And I absorbed like, he's, I love him. He's a really nice guy, but like, sure. He's just a confrontational person. Right. Uh, so I have a lot of like, I have a lot of confronting toxicity with people I don't know, like uh -huh. quite a bit of that. But um, I've never, I, I, I've never had that really. I've, I've never had it in my up close See, it's life. rare. It's really yeah. rare. I remember we, we confronted a dude in college. And my one friend was like, we got to talk to him, man. He's just fucking negative he's like always shitty and stuff and we did we we confronted him be like look man and we were even like hey man we love you but yeah. it was almost like a, a <laughs> an intervention yeah and sure enough as i knew he would he'd be like all right so i guess you guys hate me and it was like don't you understand this is there, no this part of him went maybe i should change or look at what i'm doing you yeah. know so but it's not like we cut him we cut, we didn't cut him off we all still hung out but I was proud that my buddy Larry had us do that because, because it put it in his head where yes. it was like, so he can't just keep, you know, like uh, um, Charlie Murphy's thing about Rick James, his habitual line crosser. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like this guy <laughs> would kind of stop crossing his uh, fuck. You reminded me of uh, the confrontational thing. Um, I don't know if you, you, you know, uh, Brian Bradley, he was like, he's a writer oh. on mad TV when I was on there. So yeah. we're, we're working on something right now. And he told me, you know, uh, uh, he, he, he had a kid when he was in college. So his daughter is now like an adult. Yeah. And so he was telling me, <laughs> and I have a daughter now. So he was talking about, uh, uh, you know, like, like just stories of being a dad. Yeah, yeah. So he took his daughter when she was like, you know, seven or eight, maybe like 10, maybe early teens. Anyway, she, to see Belle and Sebastian at the Hollywood. <laughs> so, okay. you know, it's nice and there's fun little tunes. And this they're like, they're jaunty, yeah. Yeah, this, this dude behind him is on the phone and just like, what? No. Oh, well tell him to shut up. I don't know. And just, just so loud. And they're like, playing like a soft song that everyone's like into. And you can hear this fucking dude like echoing. And Brian's just like, and Brian's like a big guy, played football, you know, grew up in, uh, I think he grew up in, in, in Florida. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like the nicest guy, but like, you know, has that reserve where you can tell this dude will get in someone's face. And it's just like, and, it, and like this dude just won't shut up. And he's like, hey man, can you just stop? You're being loud or whatever. And the guy's like, what? Who, who, who are you like who are you and he just he's he goes like just please man you're being loud and he's like i just this guy just told me to shut up and he's still in the phone and he oh, just yeah. snaps and turns around he's like he's like listen to me man like get does the does the close thing you know yeah, he's just yeah. like, you're gonna shut the fuck up because everyone here's trying to enjoy themselves and they don't need your shit you're being a real dick man you're being a real fucking pr like just 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 told him not like i'm gonna kill you but you should you need some knowledge yourself and he and he did that and the guy's like well and like hung up the phone and left and everyone in the, his entire section was like thanks like yes dude thank you thank you he looks his his daughter looks at him and goes why couldn't you have just shut up why <laughs> oh no <laughs> you can't win oh you can't. no it's like you can't he was the hero 
of the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, everyone do, but, but his, his little girl was so fucking embarrassed. Yeah, but he's, I'm sure he's raised a daughter who now doesn't take shit. Yes. Like, yes. I was, I used to be so embarrassed when either one of my parents used to do that. I remember there oh, was my, a look, mine too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There was a look my mom would get at Nordstrom's where like me and my little sister would just then go wander off because we knew, so it, we knew it was about to go down. And yeah. like, uh, when someone would be like rude to her or whatever, she just like, yeah. don't take it, man. It's like, it's fucking rad. I, I uh, realized that Jane Bronger was the Karen Slayer growing up. Like, yes. She, she would full, there was a woman who like said some rude shit to a Chinese waiter in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And my mom was like, what did you just say to him? Like stood I mean, up, yeah. like made a scene, like, listen to me. This man is working hard. What did you just like said some racist, you know, and she just went in at a little lunch hour. Yes. There's that thing where I, I wasn't there, but her friends told me they were just like, <laughs> God damn, I love hearing God those bless. stories about parents. It's that kind of Catholic church, if anyone's wondering, that those it kind is. of people go to. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. With my mom with her sign uh, uh, two weeks ago that said racism kills. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> rad. They're, they're yep. like fucking, that's the, I mean, like, people have such like conceptions of Portland one way or the other. Yeah. People think it's so far left. And yeah. a lot of it is. And then people are like, actually, it's very, very racist. And that's also true. Totally. But the Portland, I think that like that, that I love and that I think that you probably also love and that I think of when I think of Portland, because there are a lot of people there are like your parents. That's like, yeah, yeah. That's like the heart of it. It's, and there's a lot of shit on either side of it both ways. But like that is the fucking that's the soul of Portland that like. Yeah, it's like my my it's not like my my parents hate cops or if they were even at the protests downtown they were at their yeah. own senior protest yes. with their yeah. friends off the side of the of like fucking like like southeast uh 21st you know waving their signs by the i think that's where that is where the joan of arc statue is yeah no right by yeah you know, yeah and that round if you hate racism that kind of shit you know and like actually doing work it's just you know there's a contingent of people that like ended up there because they want to, they just want to help people. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's not, you know, you can kind of call them lefties and shit, but it's like, they're not sitting there smoking dope all day. <laughs> they just care. That's, yeah, just, that's, that's it. it. They just care. That's all it is, man. And if that's, if you need to assign that to a party or whatever the fuck, fine, but they just you can. Yeah. That's it. yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay. Is there anything you want to plug or get people uh, to know about? If, if folks, if you don't know Ian Carmel, Google him, check out his comedy. He's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, um, just listen but, to All Fantasy Everything. Watch the Late Late Show with James Corden. I'm now like our show's kind of Andy Richter a little nice. bit during, during like the mono and everything. So you can see me on there, but I'm in a mask so you can see the top half of my face, which works for me because I have an amazing eyebrow eyelash combination. You really do. Thank you very really much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. Listen to, listen to the comedy of Matt Bronger. For, those <laughs> albums. But for real, it was like, Especially if you're a young comedian who wants to get into wants to get into comedy, fucking listen to that shit. It's that's what I did. Oh. That's literally what I did. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate that. And like, and we're not. Gotta, that, you, it's not like you're that much older than me, but like you just started sooner, I think, and everything. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I'm a good at least ten years, but thank you. Yeah, that's very that's very sweet. I remember when I moved to moved to uh, to LA, I I took a took a younger comic named Jonah Ray with me to a show. Yeah. 
And he's, I'm like, how old are you? He's like, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm like 20. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> he might have been like 20, 21, but it was that thing where it's like, he's like my size. So it's just he's like, so, well, he's a, he's a, what is a lummox the right word? <laughs> lummox. He's a big dude. He's not quite, he's too thin to be a real he's lummox. He's so thin now. He's yeah, so he's thin. A, he's God real thin. Him. Yeah. Uh, I love Jonah Ray. That dude's a good dude. Well, I love you. I love you. Yeah, I absolutely love you. This, Thank this you for having me. This is great to have on, have you on, man. I appreciate yeah. it. And let's let's do come to the backyard. Let's do a distance hang. You got to come meet Rose. Absolutely. I got to drop off. I got some. I got some baby shower gifts for you, and I have the keys to your place in Portland still. And I need to get oh, sweet. <laughs> All right, <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming to the show, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank right, you, buddy. Renee. Thanks, dude. I'll see you soon. All right. See you, bro. Bye. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. If you need some advice, give me a call. Leave a message, 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. No judgment, no bullshit, and it's all for fun. But, hey, it might help. Thanks a lot. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.